stood up. Uh, totally I'm coming from like, you know, the golden era in the 90s and being in WWF. What is the difference in the locker room versus, you know, WWF versus AEW? What's the behind the scenes version of that? Like, how's that different for a talent? Well, the talent, it's really fun to watch somebody that's just leaving this and coming to us. Because they come into the locker room and they look around like, man, this is set up. Yeah, I think somebody's ribbing you. Yeah, this, this ain't, this ain't, y'all playing, y'all playing. Because they don't realize, working for Tony, there is no pressure. There is no demand. He wants you to go out there and give your best. But he doesn't take a whip and whip you with it. He doesn't threaten you. He just expects you to be a professional and go out and do your very best. And, you know, you get a lot more treating people good than you do trying to bully them. And uh, I know it usually takes the guys about three televisions before they start realizing that it's real. And it's pretty fun to watch. I remember when the big show came, he's like, what the hell? Might be interesting for him because of WCW oh, yeah. and WWE. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he couldn't believe the difference. And, uh, it's an awesome thing, it really is. Now, with the, uh, you got a new podcast. Yeah, I got a podcast going. I'm doing some movies. Um, I didn't know about the movies. I thought we were friends. Well, you're in that one porn <laughs> with the donkey. Yeah, in the, in the kid mess. Snakes alive. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, doing a couple of movies. And, uh, what are your movies you got? Yeah, I, did, I did Peanut Butter Falcon. Which was awesome. Did you guys see Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, with yeah. that kind of love. It was awesome. Yeah, the, the, the journey that mistreats the kid. Yeah. That was real hard for me to do. I, I can't imagine how hard that was. It, it was, man, because when I was a kid, my mom remarried and her husband new husband, had a child, it was, you know, <clears throat> mentally challenged, and he had some issues, and he did a lot of drooling, and you know, he, he ran funny and stuff, his arms would flail, and, you know, his, his nose would run, and, you know, it's just, you know, he was such a sweetheart. I know growing up as a kid, I'd see people laughing at him and pointing a finger, you know, and yelling nasty words. Retarded is a word that should be struck from our dictionary. That's the ugliest word out there. You know, I'd rather have an F bomb than that. Yeah. Because you know? it's not right. And uh, I used to get really angry at people that would make fun of him. So now I'm doing this movie where they want me to treat a kid and call him that and just be really ugly to him and beat him up. And so I went to the kids and I'm like, look man, they want me to do this, this, and this to you today. They want me to call you these names that are really bad. He goes, oh Jay, you too, okay. And he came over and gave me a hug, which made me even worse. 
Because then I feel like a real piece of shit. And uh, afterwards, he went over and said, See, I told you it's okay. And I'm like, Yeah, I did that. And uh, I'm also getting ready to do a movie in China. Not in China. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You softball pitched the hell out of that. Uh, and the name of the movie is actually part of an interview I did on Ted DiBiase of WrestleMania 6. Mug of Everest? Yes. How did I guess that? The Mug of Everest. You know, that's the name of the movie. It's, uh, it's a period piece where I play a, an asshole. That's going to be a stretch for me. It's going to be a tough How are you going to study for that? I've studied for years to get this right. And I mistreat some Chinese people who are, um, who had came to America and were going to work on the railroad where they really got abused. It was from the 1880s and uh, an old gunfire gets hurt, I get shot. And then I capture these four Chinese and make them burst me back to health. But during that process, I, I wound up falling in love with these people because they were so kind and so forgiving and so lovely. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to do it. It's a real serious movie. And I like doing serious stuff that has meaning behind it. But, uh, you know, we got the podcast going. I don't know how many of you have heard the podcast. Yeah, well, you need to get your friends to listen to it, or I'm going to quit. <laughs> no, we just need more people listening to it. We're just getting started, too, you know, so we're having a lot of fun doing it. Well, Conrad runs a hell of a show. Yeah, Conrad, that guy's he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. How many podcasts do you have now? I think he's got eight or nine. Yeah. I mean, if that tells you, if you get yeah. your nine podcasts, you probably know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, he's got a hell of a team, team behind him. I mean, it makes my job so easy. I just go in and just run my mouth, you know, which is pretty easy to do. I know uh, a few people have asked, uh, knowing that you were going to be here today. Um, we talked to Nash recently, and I know it's still a pretty big soft spot for a lot of guys, but. You know, a lot of people have offered their condolences and say, uh, you know, sorry about Scott. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a huge, huge loss to the, the wrestling community. And how has that affected you? You know, with the, yeah. the resurrection movie. Yeah, we've always spent a lot of time together, you know, yeah. and got sober together. And Went Hall of Fame together. Yeah, and Scott just, uh, he couldn't hang on to it, you know. And, uh, I don't judge anyone because I don't know where you've been and what you've been through, so I don't have a right to judge you. I think there's a God above us that will take care of that. But watching Scott suffer wasn't fun. Uh, he was dealing with something that he just couldn't get out. And I understood that. But, uh, losing him left him at the home my heart, you know, and uh, I, I just moved back to Atlanta and I hoped that I was going to be able to get with Scott and try to pull him up again. I guess I needed to get there a little bit sooner than I did, so uh, I regret that. 
Scott Hall was a great wrestling man, above all else. And, uh, I just hope he's comfortable now in his own skin. And, uh, he's got some good people to hang out with, you know, Piper, Mr. Perfect, and a few others. Can you imagine the ribs up there right now? Fuji. Fuji. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell them the Fuji story when you do your when you stand up. Have anybody, has anybody ever seen Jay do a stand up show? No. Yeah, it's been a few years since uh, I think we've had you through Ohio. I'm going to do it again. It's just, you know, COVID came along and really screwed everything up for everybody. And the thought of having a lot of people in a small area and said, don't do that, Jay. Last thing I want is someone to get in. Unless I don't like him. <laughs> you know, like, honk. <laughs> I hope he gets the clap of his yap. Anyway. What the, uh, what's, uh, what's on the agenda for Jake? What's coming up here? Man? You got anything on the books other than movies and hanging on the AEW? Yeah, I do, but. You know, at, at this point in my life, man, I, uh, I'm just kind of kicking back. Um, I, I fell in love again. And uh, what's really crazy is that uh, I was married to this woman before. And we broke up 24 years ago. When I wouldn't uh, change my way of living. She was strong enough to make me leave because of my addictions, because she didn't want it around our children. It was the right thing to do. But that's probably the craziest thing about my sobriety that's come to me, is that her and I have reconnected, and the fire is hotter than it ever was, you know? And it's really awesome. We just did a, a signing together, man, and it was great. You know, the fans were appreciating her, and she was appreciating them. And, and I just got to sit back and watch, man. You know, it's like a big love fest. <laughs> and, uh, but it's really good. Right now in my life, man, I'm just kind of, I'm not out chasing anything. I've got a toy that I'm playing with. It's what a kind of toy. 1965. Cadillac Sedan DeVille Convertible. It only has 45,000 miles in it. No dents, no scratches, no nothing. Okay? And I had, I had to go through it and fix everything. Uh, the hardest thing to fix was the air conditioning because some rats had made a nest up in the vent. It was really hard to get out. But anyway, we got all that out. But during COVID, I was so bored. I put my thinking cap on, which is not good. All right. And I decided I wanted to do something very special with that Cadillac. And the first thing I got was I spent $4,000 on a stereo system that uh, you could probably have a concert through my car, you know. <laughs> it's that loud. And uh, it's unbelievable. You got so much room in the trunk, you know, you had a big basement. You know, all that stuff back there, but that wasn't enough. 
And the only thing left to do was to change the horsepower in it. So I decided to have that engine removed. And a buddy of mine builds race car engines. So we went from 275 horsepower to over 600. Um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, we're going, to, we're going to do a test to see how long the transmission lasts because with that much horsepower, and that's a 1965 transmission, it's going to rip that shit up real quick. And we're having the color of the car change right now. It's maroon, and we're going candy apple red with the ghost snake going down the side, which would be pretty awesome, I think, you know? And, uh, just really tricking it out and having some fun with it. And my wife said, well, what are you going to do when it's finished? I said, babe, do you really want to know? She's like, yeah, it's going to be finished by your birthday. I said, my dream is to drive it on my birthday, which is May 30th. I want you both to get naked, <laughs> put the top down, and drive as far as we can without getting pulled over. <laughs> That's kind of my dream thing. She said she'd like to see it, but doesn't want to be a part of it. I think if you'd have told me at some point in my life, I would see a picture of Jade Snake Roberts in a 60s candy apple red Cadillac with some bang in the trunk, rocking $400 Jordans. That, that's, 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 you can hear street friends, can you? I actually like both these things. And I was wearing the other day, and I'm sitting in the restaurant, and this guy walks by me, he stops, I'm like, oh boy, another fan, he was gonna interrupt my meal. He's like, hey dude, I'm like, dude? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, uh, I'll give you 600 bucks for those shoes. I said, do you know who I am? He goes, no. Good guy is anymore. 
don't. You know, everybody does the same shit. <laughs> no psychology. No. Ah, I can preach all day long. No running back in the day, you know, when you were running, you know, breastfeeding up in the back in the 80s, early 90s. Uh, I mean, I know this just from, you know, talking to you personally, but uh, some of your favorite guys that you bounced around the ring with back then. I know you bring up Rude a lot, you bring up Steve Bowe a lot. Yeah. Uh, Biasi. Of course, it was, a, it was a real honor to be in the ring with uh, Andre the Giant. If somebody told me years ago when I started that I would someday wrestle Andre the Giant, I'd be full of shit, man. No way in hell I'm going to do that. And yet I did it. And uh, I did it for six months straight every night. And it was quite a tough ride. I remember the, the night I tore my pectoral muscle in half. And, uh, I went down and I was in so much pain, I thought I broke my shoulder. I closed mine, but he didn't go down, he just went through me. And, uh, I went down, I thought I broke my shoulder, and I'm holding on to it. And what does he do? He reached out and grabbed my wrist and jerked me to my feet. When he did, I passed out from pain. When I woke up, he had me in the mirror, he was singing to me. Oh. That was scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking giant singing to you, Jack. Is he going to eat you or have sex with you? you know? <laughs> Hopefully, he'll eat me. <laughs> but uh, we continued to wrestle that night. And that day, in fact, it happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Philadelphia. And that night, we went to uh, a little town outside Philly with this shit. Oh, it was warm as hell. I hated it. Uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania. I in that town, man. I'm having a brain fart. Don't worry about it. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it. And I had to wrestle him again that night. And my chest had swelled out and it was black, you know, because there was so much blood in there. And the doctor said, Yeah, you've, you've torn your pack in half. Like, well, is that good? You know, because I didn't even know I had a pack. <laughs> but uh, I never took a day off. You know, I just kept going. And, uh, so it was such an honor to be in the ring with him. You know? Of course, Alice Cooper being a part of my match. Never mind. We won't talk about it. Um, you know, just Rick Martel doing the blindfold. That was a hoot. It's the easiest match ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But, but we pulled it off. We yeah. made it happen. We made, I've had so many people compliment on that match saying, man, we were at home and we were screaming, no, go to the left, go to the left. Fucker, you should have screamed louder. I didn't hear you. <laughs> you were at home, damn it. You should have went outside. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, all great moments. There's so many great moments in this movie. One of my worst, worst moments was, um, I think it was after WrestleMania 6. Went to England to wrestle. And we were in Manchester. 
So there's a big stage. They have the curtains pulled. I'm standing behind the curtain, get ready to go to the ring, man. My music's just about to start. Just at the start, this guy grabs my arms. I said, excuse me, would you mind signing my child's autograph? I'm like, get the fuck up with me. I'm fixing to go out of here and kick something. You stupid son of a bitch. And the curtain starts to open and I shut up. <laughs> I get back to the match and I find out that I just shoved Robert Plant.
you want to keep bricks in front of my table and spend some money. 